Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Anytime we believe any outward circumstance more than we believe the Bible, we just have to say it. I'm being carnal. Because I'm being ruled by the senses. I'm being ruled by what I feel. Being ruled by what I see. (laughs) Romans 8 verse 6 and 7. This is the King James translation. It says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to be carnally minded is to be occupied with everything of your five senses. What you can see, feel, touch, smell, handle, everything of that. That's to be carnally minded. You're, You're led by everything outward. But to be spiritually minded is to be led by what's inward. Amen. Amen. By the greater one in you. By the word you've sown in you. Yes. Amen. Now the Amplified, I want to read the Amplified of Romans 8, and this is verse 4. Romans 8, verse 4 of the Amplified, it says, So that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Listen to this. Who live and move not in the ways of the flesh. There are ways of the flesh. There are ways of the flesh. What are the ways of the flesh? The five physical senses. What I can feel, what I can touch, what I can handle, what I can see, all of that. So it says, um, might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh. That means we're not dominated and led by those senses. But... We live and move in the ways of the Spirit. Our lives governed not by the standards and not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is going to talk to you about the Word. He's going to counsel you and lead you based on the Word, not based on senses. To follow the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to go against your flesh. To go with the word, you're going to have to go against your flesh. You know, when I became a pastor, one of the things, just my own natural makeup, my own natural temperament, I am not confrontational. I'm not high strung. I'm not, you know, up in the rafters. I'm just, hmm. I'm just pretty even keel. Probably a little on the lower side, you know, but having lived with my husband for almost 30 years, that raised my level because he was like up in the rafters. He was, everything was speedy, speedy, speedy had to be done yesterday. So he brought my pace up. He brought my speed level up a little bit, but still I just don't go to the wild extremes. But my husband, just in his makeup, he was confrontational. I don't know if you ever got to be around and see me that, but brother, he was confrontational. He didn't bat an eye. If somebody did something, brother, he was all up in the business. And me, I just ignore it. You know, that's why, I, you know, growing up, I didn't get in fights. I didn't have any, I didn't have issues with people. Why? Because I ignored them. I don't care. I just don't care. 
what you say, what you think, what you do. I just don't care. Well, if Ed didn't care, he, was, he had to let him know he didn't care. <laughs> he was more confrontational. He was just more, you know, in your face. But when I became a pastor, I couldn't just let things float on by because in your life, Things might just go away if you just let them float on by. But in a church, they don't always do that. You're going to have to address things that need to go away. <laughs> Problems, issues, all kinds of things. So I learned early on that if I was going to be a successful pastor, I had to become confrontational. I had to become what I was not. And I spent that. All through my, 30, my 25 years of pastoring, I spent that. There were times I had to call people in and we just gave them a God bless you. <laughs> Why? To keep the family safe. When, they, when someone tried to touch the family, I had to keep the family safe. I had to pastor based on the word and not based on my personality. I had to go against my, my natural flesh to pastor based on the word, and I did. Every time, I did. I can say honestly, there was never a time that something needed confronting that I didn't confront it. And I told God, I said, My, I'm gonna confront problems, and if you don't want me to, you better stop me. Why, because I knew I had to take that approach to get past my flesh. I didn't just sit back and pray God would do something. God did do something about the problems in the church. He gave, he gave you a pastor. Yes. Amen. And so God expected me to do something when things needed to be held in order, when things need to be held in place to keep the church family safe. So I had to, pa to, to pastor successfully. And in 25 years, we never had a church split. We never even came close to a church split. Why? Because of the help of the Holy Ghost and pastoring based on the word and not pastoring based on my flesh. If you're going to try to be healed based on your flesh, you won't be healed. You got to be healed based on the word. Amen. Amen. Just like I had to go against my flesh to pastor, you're going to have to go against your flesh to be healed. Yes. Yes. You're going to have to go against your flesh to live prosperous because your flesh will say, no, you don't. And your, and your body, when it comes to pain, will say, no, you're not healed. And you have to go against your flesh to obey God, to believe his word, and to not live carnally. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. And we can go against our flesh when we understand what the word says, that we are the healed. We are the prosperous. This is not who we're trying to be. That's who we are. And we refuse to allow circumstances to steal from who we are and try to redefine us in a way that's not in the light of the word. Praise the Lord. Verse 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 8 in the Amplified says this. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and the impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or cannot be acceptable to him. Why? It's not acceptable to God for us to side in with our flesh when the word tells us something different. That's not acceptable. God will not manifest your flesh the testimony of your flesh. He will only manifest his word in our lives. 
And if we just talk about, I'm just, I'm just hurting and I'm getting worse. If we do that, God can't manifest that. Why? Because God moves at faith and it has to be faith in his word and not someone who is catering to the way their flesh and they're always talking about the flesh. If you, I so appreciate one, one of the things about my mother is my mother was not an emotionally dominated woman. She did not like emotions that, that, that made people up one day down the next. She didn't believe in that. And I'm so appreciative of that, that as children, she would not allow us to behave based on ups and downs of the flesh. She didn't put up with it. And as Christians, we have to learn not to put up with that in ourselves based on the word. The word will never turn, make you up, down, up, down, up, down. It makes you consistent. Why? Because it teaches you what to believe. And when you know what to believe, it doesn't matter what shows up. Amen. Amen. So we have to realize uh, that to be body ruled will cost us something. Amen. We've got to learn to quit talking about our, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, let's get together in a room and talk about our feelings. I don't care about your feelings. I don't even care about my feelings. You've got to train yourself not to be, not to be caring about the carnal side of life. God gave you all of the capacity for these feelings, but not so they can dominate you, but so they can add color to who you are, but not so they can lead you. Praise the Lord. Body ruled people are not faith people. Carnal people are not walking by faith. Why is it say that they're not pleasing to God? Because it pleases God to work in our behalf. And when we're being carnal, body ruled, he can't work in our behalf. And it displeases him when he can't work in our behalf. Not that he's mad at us. It robs him from being the blesser he is. For us to be carnal and talk about what I feel, the pain I'm going through. I so appreciate one minister. He was going to visit someone who was diagnosed with terminal cancer and they were really in the last stages. And as he was going there, he, he said to God, he said, tell me how to help them to believe. Because you know, people can go in there and say, bless God by his stripes, you're healed, get up from there. Well, that's truth, but can they grab that? You've got to offer it to, you've got to offer things to people in the way they can grab it. Yes, it's the truth that by his stripes, you're healed. And if you understood the fullness of that and were walking and had your mind renewed fully to that, you could get up and walk off that thing. But people are all at different levels of believing all different levels of faith. And so you have to present it in a way that they can take hold of it and not be pushed down for not walking as Jesus has paid for them to walk. Amen. So he had something to come up into his heart. So he went to that person and they said, you know, brother said, uh, I'm, I'm so weak. I'm so, I'm just so weak. And I mean, he said they were really just talking in a whisper. And he said, I understand that. Mm -hmm. What's he saying? That's a fact. 
He's not denying that they're feeling that. But he said, but the Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. So instead of talking about what you're feeling, let's talk about what he says. So he said, I, I want to offer you this one thing today. All I want you to do is start beginning to say, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. Not trying to get it. Yeah. I'm strong. I am. That strength is there, but weakness had robbed them of the strength that was theirs. You see, they're not trying to get strength. They've got to get weakness off their strength. How do you get it off? By saying, I'm strong. And he said, I, I don't want you to think about the weakness you're feeling. What's he saying? I don't want you to be carnal minded. I don't want you to be carnal minded. I don't want you to be body ruled. I want you to say, I'm strong. And he said, don't even think about healing. Don't even think about the pain you're in. All I want you to do is say, I'm strong. I'm strong. So said, he said, I'm going to be back in a few days. He said, when they came back, they said, he's, uh, he said their voice was at full volume, normal level. Why? Because strength. Yeah. Strength began flowing because they started becoming mindful of truth instead of fact. Yes. And so the truth overrode the fact, changed the fact of weakness into the truth of strength. Yeah. Amen. The next time they went, he went back and they were encouraged because they could feel their body gaining strength. But see, they didn't feel their body gaining strength until they quit it quit focusing on the body. They started focusing on the strength that was theirs instead of the weakness they were feeling. Body ruled is being mindful of the feelings. Amen. So the next time he went back, uh, he said, are you in pain? They said, yes, I'm in pain. Okay. Jesus paid for your pain. So all I want you doing now is saying, thank God I'm free from pain. He said, let's not even, let's not even address the cancer. Yeah. Don't even address the tumor. Yeah. Don't even address any of that. Let's just talk about mm-hmm. that you have no That's more pain. Right. Right. Now see, you get in the middle of the ring and you go, well, wait. The reason I got pain is because I got the tumor. And if you don't get rid of the tumor, you better stop all the business of figuring out what you can't figure out. It's what can they grab hold of. You don't have to go all, listen, Miracle power bypasses all natural processes anyway. So he got her focusing on, thank you, Father. He bore my pain. He bore my pain. Thank you that I have no pain. So she took one bite at a time, just one bite at a time. And it really wasn't too terribly long, just a matter of weeks. And they were up and out of that bed and everything had changed and healing had begun working in their body. Why? Because he didn't try to change everything at once. He tried, he just helped them change one thing at a time that they could grab hold of. So I say this, grab hold of this, this, this reality and the truth of it, that you are the healed. Regardless of what you feel, regardless of what you see, you are the healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. What God provides for us 
let's just stay with the healing topic. When your body needs healing, healing power does not flow through the avenue of the body. Everything that comes from God is spiritual. It's not natural. The body's a natural thing. The body is a physical thing. Everything that God has made you to be flows through your spirit. Healing flows through the avenue of the spirit and changes the body. It does not flow from the body. It flows from the spirit into the body. The body is the recipient of it, of healing power. It is not the source of it. So people will check their body to see if they're healed, but that's not the source. The source is the word and who you are in Christ is in your spirit man. So to walk in health, you have to be mindful of your spirit, not your flesh. Because divine healing flows to your body through your spirit. See, now medical science flows through the body, to the body. Because they can't touch, they don't have access to your spirit. They They cannot touch your health through your spirit. So all they can deal with is the body. But that's why it's not total. <laughs> the help isn't total. That's why the health isn't, help isn't complete. But when God heals, he heals through the spirit. This means this, he'll start addressing your love walk. He'll start addressing the way you think. He'll start addressing how you're talking to your spouse. Why? Because it's flowing from your spirit and it will affect every arena. Amen. Amen. He's going to deal with things that have been in the way, blocking the healing flow from reaching your need. That's good. Yeah. Amen. And so this is where people miss it and they become body ruled and they become carnal is because they're checking their body instead of checking the word, instead of checking their spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Because healing, fl- you, you, you lay hold of it with your spirit before it ever shows up in your body. You got to lay hold of it. I am the healed. And when you lay hold of that with your spirit, it, it will become a non-issue to you about your body. When your spirit has gotten hold of it, I mean, nothing that goes in your body affects you. I mean, there, there had been times that I would needed to receive something from God and I was, I had received the answer with my spirit and I was so certain and I was so sure. And I had a handle on that with my spirit that when it, the answer finally manifested, it was anticlimactic. (laughs) Showing up in the natural was a anticlimactic because the rejoicing and the reality of it dawned on me in my spirit first. And I was so sure and I was so certain and I was so confident that it had to show up. So when it had to, so when it did show up, I go, yeah, I knew you had to show up because I was, I had it in my spirit. See in your spirit, it has to dawn on you that you're the healed. 
In your spirit, it has to dawn on you that you're the prosperous, that you're the victorious. It has to dawn on your spirit so that you'll quit trying with your flesh to get something. There he is. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is why Paul said in Ephesians 1, verse 17, that God would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your spirit being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is exceeding greatness, greatness of his power to usward who believe. He's saying when this stuff dawns on your spirit, you're done struggling. You're done trying to, in the natural, in the carnal realm, in the physical realm, trying to win. You win from here. You win from the inside of you. Your, your victory is authored in your spirit. Amen. We're spirit people. We're not carnal people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Romans 8 and verse 12, the Amplified says this. So then, brethren, we are debtors, not, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature. We have a carnal nature, but we're not obligated to it. We have a body. We feel things just like everybody else, but we're not obligated to it. It's like when Ed went home to be with the Lord and I, this is one thing I told our congregation. We are not obligated to respond to my husband's home going like those who don't know what we know. Those who don't know what we know will fall apart and become depressed and get sad. And I'm not mocking that. I'm just saying, but when you know something, it changes how you respond out in this seen realm. And in verse 12 of Romans 8, Paul said, So then, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set up by the dictates of the flesh. Why? We have something higher offered to us to live based on the Spirit. Live out of our spirits. Amen. Because... The new birth was imparted to your spirit. Salvation was imparted to your spirit. Healing was imparted to your spirit. Prosperity was imparted to your spirit. Victory was imparted to your spirit. He doesn't impart it to the flesh. He imparts it to the spirit and it flows out of the spirit and affects the flesh. But everything of God's best is in your spirit. Amen. That's good. Every Christian who died premature died with health in them. Every Christian who went broke went broke with prosperity in them. Why? It's in their spirit. And I don't try to push people down by that, but it's to wake us up to all we need in this life is in us because he is in us and we are in him. And we've got to quit reaching and thinking and measuring by these outward terms of what my body feels or what it doesn't feel. Amen. Morgan and I were talking about it again today. One of the, when, when Ed went home to be with the Lord, one of the things I said to my kids is I said, one of the best things Ed did for us is he taught us how to live on the edge of nothing. It felt like the edge of ruin at times. 
but he taught us how to get on the edge and see nothing out there and keep going. What's that mean? You're living by your spirit. You're not living by what you can see in your flesh and by what you can measure and what you can touch and what you can hold and how much money you can count to see if it's going to work. And I said, that is the, one of the greatest things that he did for us. He kept us on the edge. It really was the edge of glory, but at times it felt like the edge of ruin. <laughs> to the spirit, it's the edge of, of greatness. But to the flesh, it feels like the edge of, <laughs> you know. It depends on which, which one you're going to live. And people who don't like the way it feels on the flesh, they'll get off the edge. They'll get way back. They won't even get on the edge of, of, of where God's stretching them to. They'll live back where to, they, they just don't, they're not advancing. Amen. But, praise the Lord. So we just, we want to live on the edge. Because we're not trying to comfort our flesh. That's right. our, our spirit has all victory, all help, all answers, and it's not risky. You know what's risky? It's living carnal. There's a risk. Living spirit-minded. Living mindful of what is deposited and made yours and made one with your spirit. We are one with the Father. Everything of him is, is mine. Yes, amen. That's right. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say you don't feel things. I'm not trying to say you don't see things. I'm trying to say there's something higher to be led by. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. People may say, well, Pastor Nancy, you say I'm the healed, then how come? My body is hurting. Well, first of all, we've got to not be carnal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember what it said about Abraham? He considered not his own body. Yeah. Now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Remember? But he gave glory to God. What would he do? Turn to his spirit instead of turning to his flesh. And that's what carnality does is it holds you in the flesh, but spirituality holds you in your spirit. You're mindful of your spirit. But if you came to my house and my pantry was fully stocked, and I tell guests in my house, if you need something to eat out of the kitchen, you better go get it. Because I can cook for you, but you can't eat it. <laughs> But I said, anything you can, ha you can see, you can have. But you can't have it if you don't get up and go get it. Yeah. Right. Amen. Everything you need in this life, your spirit is fully stocked, but you're going to have to access it. Yes. Yes. Amen. People say, well, if I'm healed, how come, how come I'm sick? Because what you're stocked with has to be accessed. And it's faith that accesses it. Jesus called healing the children's bread. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.